Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. And now, here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. So good to have you joining us. I hear from so many of you across the country. I appreciate your emails, your LinkedIn messages. Uh, It's all just very encouraging. So welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you here. Well, podcast, we use the old term broadcast because we do fashion and style us after a radio, regular traditional radio program, but it is truly a podcast, and it's good to have you with us on today's hot topic. Really excited to have Brent Emler with us, the guy that's one of our sponsors, but Brent is just so full of wisdom, and I'm really excited to share that wisdom and knowledge that he has about marketing. He turned me on to this website called I Love Marketing. And I got to tell you, it is just, it, there's, it's just so much, it's loaded with so many good marketing ideas. So very exciting to have, excited to have him on. We're going to be talking about CRMs and uh, we were talking just before the podcast and uh, why, why is it some don't use CRMs? Well, there's this word called accountability. The prophet doctor brought that up and it's so true, but we're, it is really such a powerful tool on how you can be so much more effective. And also we're going to talk about just marketing in general. I've got so many questions as a result of the, uh, some of the podcasts I've been listening to through I Love Marketing. Let's get Brent Emler on the phone. Brent is the director of sales and marketing at Velma. He's a close friend, someone I've been had the privilege of working with for a good number of years. And uh, we're just honored and blessed to have you on the phone call, my friend. Well, thank you, Dave. Great well, job I want to today. Get, well, thank you. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun working with technology. And like Andy says, Dave, you should just buy an old box of technology and just stick with it. You're always testing new stuff. Well, yeah. You know what? It's because you're always trying to prove it. I think those that are trying to, he doesn't, He's he always applauds that. I'm not suggesting that Andy thinks that we should stay with the old stuff. He's pushing for the new as well, but sometimes I push beyond the envelope. But a lot of people that are they're not using tools that are out there, and one of them is CRM software. So I'm really excited to get you on and talk about that. So uh, one of the things that I have noticed, there has a lot has changed in the area of CRMs, or has it? Is it just my imagination? Talk about it. No, you know, things have changed both from a technology standpoint, um, from a prioritization standpoint, um, an adoption standpoint. Really all around CRM, there have been a lot of changes. Um, And I would say just a few years ago, maybe half of the prospects that I talked to, Dave, they didn't even have a CRM, which is kind of amazing to think about it. Uh, but today, wow. in the, yeah, in the last year, I would say, I, I can't think of a single company that doesn't have CRM. But, but more recently, what, what lenders are looking for is a deeper dive into that loan officer experience, uh, as well as, as maybe more importantly, the consumer experience. Well, hey, Brent, this is Joe. Come on in, Joe. Yeah, I wanted to. What do you mean by that? A little, uh, a deeper dive into the loan officer and consumer consumer experience. So, when CRMs really started coming into the the mortgage space, the the idea was let's buy the CRM with the the flashiest CRM, the one with the most features. And the the idea there was let's pile on the features, and and surely the LOs are going to find something they like. Um, and as with any sales organization, the idea of, of improving the bottom level sales folks by even a, just a small amount can have a profound effect on top line revenue. So 
you know, I think lenders were looking at CRM as this panacea um, in terms of bringing up the the bottom of the sales organization. Well, and why is it why the renewed interest in this? Well, you know, as I I, I kind of mentioned that when lenders went into CRM originally, I think they sort of went in blind and they they bought these products that had a lot of features, kind of expecting that they would uh, take care of themselves. They would sell themselves internally within the organization, and then some some compliance trade came along. Some other things came along that took things took the focus away from that loan officer experience, the consumer experience, and of course, compliance is always going to be a huge part of running a mortgage company. But now, I think executives are looking for ways to uh, improve and uh, the the customer relationship management part of their business. So, hi Brent, this is Alice. It sounds like it's a good time to be a CRM vendor then. Yeah, you know, there are definitely legacy challenges um, it, as far as being a CRM vendors and, and customers, companies. Uh, they're somewhat leery, I think, of CRM. There's a general perception that CRM hasn't delivered on its promises. Um, I think there's anxiety. There's anxiety around the spend um, and adoption and all the rest. Uh, but on the flip side, as a vendor, I, I, I really – I've never seen so much excitement. There's a lot of opportunity. Technology is just growing like crazy. Um, there's a lot of great ideas in our space, both here at Velma and, and all of our competitors. There's a lot of, of really great ideas out there. So I think the future of CRM looks really bright, but I think more importantly, um, it's, it looks really bright for mortgage lenders who choose CRM partners wisely. Um, and then and then implement properly. I think that's a really key component. Well, I would agree on the implement properly because uh, I have lots of friends who are in sales in various industries. And anytime you introduce the CRM, a lot of salespeople just view it as more work, and they don't necessarily see the opportunity. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear about the challenges um, you know CRM and mortgage companies have working together. What are the legacy challenges in your mind as you uh, you know as you try and move forward? Well, I, I I do really believe that it's been a, a confluence of of things. It's the CRM vendors um, not not selling the product properly, um, it, not not uh, implementing implementing it properly. I think that the CRMs um, have been historically purchased poorly. Um, not getting buy-in from from key stakeholders. There's a variety of things you can you can do to make sure that whatever you're buying is aligned with your company objectives, and and really understanding what those company objectives are. And that's what I mean about the uh, selling the product poorly. It's it's incumbent upon us as CRM vendors to really understand the organization and dig in there and um, and make sure that we're providing a product that's going to deliver value. So they've spent these lenders have spent a lot of money uh, on the CRMs, they're, and they're not seeing uh, what they perceive as a return on investment from the implementation. Um, and, and you know, Alice, even when there is a significant return on investment, there's this perception that the the ROI is not there because the loan officers aren't necessarily doing what the executives expected them to do, or they're not able to measure whether or not it's all anecdotal. Um, in terms of the adoption and the value that the organization is getting from this, you know, relatively big spend. Um, so if loan officers not are not technically adopting the product in, in 
terms of the executive's uh, perspective, then now the CRM has been a failure. Uh, but you've got to have CRM, right, to be competitive. And so uh, now you're on looking for the next CRM or looking for the next product to replace the previous one because the last one didn't go well. And it might not be the product's problem, right? It might not be the, the fact that the CRM isn't the right CRM. It just may not have been uh, sold, uh, purchased, or implemented properly. Well, Brand, this is Andy. You're, you're, you're singing my song, just like with Alice. It's all about implementation, and it's about user buy-in and user benefit and user training and all that. So, but, but, but taking a step back, just take big picture here about, about CRM technology generally and mm-hmm. looking at the adoption rate or buy-in. And so is the adoption problem unique to the mortgage industry? It's it's not it's not yeah I was I was talking to a gentleman he's a vendor uh, works with Salesforce and and so he works with you know dozens of different industries um, and he's done over a thousand implementations and he's he's done measurements on adoption and just just uh, you know forgetting the fact that we're talking about mortgage adoption of CRM technology it you know twenty percent. Um, is is about where um, the the averages are, um, and and now that's when we talk about adoption, we talk about the traditional sense of all you know the loan officer completely or the salesperson completely buying in, and and spending um, all of their day within that CRM. If we talk about adoption in terms of getting some measure of value out of the CRM, uh, that number certainly is going to be higher. So then. So then, if we really want to have a higher adoption rate, we got to figure out a path to get through there. So um, we know it's not just mortgage; we know it's all industries, and maybe it's all sales groups. So, are you, are loan officers, are mortgage originators uniquely unwilling to adopt a CRM? Is there something special about mortgage? No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, despite the some of the some of the things you hear about loan officers, you know, they they do have. Um, you know they they've got a tough job. It's it, it is a tough job uh, to sell mortgage it, sales in general, as we all know, is is a tough job. And and it's um, you know the problem really isn't the loan officers being unwilling to do the work in the CRM because it's too hard or too much work. It's it's really about the CRM and the implementation and the training um, and everything that goes into uh, a successful CRM implementation. Um, so it's got to it's got to del- deliver real perceived value for the loan officer. And, and so if 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 I'm a salesperson and it's just another way to bog down my day um, and keep me from selling, I'm not going to use it, right? You bet. Well, it's like the, like last week talking about you could do uh, CRM updates just by sending a, a voice text to the the group. I mean that's one way to making possibly CRMs more more adoption friendly. So, but what what other reasons are there? What I mean, obviously we need to, as management, we want to track progress, we want to track results. As salespeople, we want to remember who do we need to call next, and mm-hmm. what did they say the last time we called them. So, are, are there other reasons why we're having a challenge with these customer relationship management systems being adopted? Yeah, you know, it it, it goes back to, and, and I'll keep harping on this. It goes back to you know a poorly sold. Uh, poorly purchased and poorly implemented uh, solution, and and if you're going if you're going to ask a loan officer to completely change their behavior, 
you know, if they've been if they've been getting into the LOS and adding their contacts to the LOS uh, to start a, a relationship, um, and they've been doing that for a decade, you're you're trying to change some pretty significant uh, behavior. Uh, and so, if you're going to ask the investors to right, change right. that behavior, it, it's going to have you're going to have to really deliver extraordinary value. Okay, so then in in defining this extraordinary value can can you go into that a little bit deeper so we can really get a perspective on what this what this implementation strategy is yeah absolutely so if you're if you're going to ask me as a salesperson to remember another username another password i'm going to log in you want me to add my contacts instead of doing all of that activity like i've always done in the los or the pricing engine uh, then the crm's got to actually do work for me it, it can't just yeah. be this report repository where I put information and it helps all the executives and it's not it's not providing me value so yeah you, it's got to have automated workflows sales acceleration marketing automation proposal creation something really fantastic and it's really up to the vendors and the the mortgage lenders to determine what what is the reason we're buying this product what are we trying to accomplish with this purchase um, and making sure that the product aligns with those objectives and then implementing to that uh, that objective so brent this is joe again uh, isn't aren't those uh, capabilities consistent among all crms uh yeah that's what they say <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> I, I mean i um, you know, it's 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 easy as a CRM vendor to kind of get in this features arm, arms race and and want to um, and, and want to say, yeah, we've got that feature too. Yeah, we've got that feature too. Um, and, and because you get into that sales position and and you don't want to lose a sale because of a of a feature, uh, but it really can't be about feature to feature comparison. It has to be fundamentally what does this particular product do. Not all CRMs are the same, right? Some are really amazing with marketing automation. Some are really great at, at co-branding and developing open house uh, products and, and things like that. Some are great at sales acceleration. So you really have to understand what your organization is trying to accomplish and align, align your purchase with, uh, with those objectives. Um, so, you know, some, some CRMs, the, the value can be delivered without loan officers ever logging in. I mean, that's, that's part of what we uh, espouse here is that we recognize that um, sometimes loan officers just don't want to do marketing automation. They, don't, they just want it to happen. They don't want to actually do the work. And so doing deep integrations with the LOS, that kind of thing, not requiring uh, loan officers logging in uh, can be a really effective way to, uh, to have a good relationship. Hmm. All right. So um, what other challenges are you seeing? Uh, I, I'd say executive buy-in. You know, the executives, I think, um, what, what I've seen is, is that, uh, you know, they're writing a, a good-sized check to the CRM vendor, and they're sort of saying, well, you know, good luck with the, uh, <laughs> the implementation of the product, and it just doesn't work that way. You have to have buy-in from, uh, you know, from everybody in the organization, the department heads, the executives, the sales leaders, um, get, you know, get some of those uh, top producers to, to really champion this, uh, the purchase. Um, and you can, re- you can achieve some tremendous results together. So what should companies expect from a su- successful CRM implementation? Uh, companies should, should expect more sales. I mean, at the bottom line is you should expect more sales, and you should expect your CRM vendor to demonstrate that they are delivering more sales to your organization. If, if they're not demonstrating you know, more sales, 
then it's it's not winning. And uh, you know, just getting loan, loan officers to log in and use features, it's that's not winning. What's winning is is more sales, uh, more you know, brand awareness and 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 all the rest. So measuring uh, measuring success based on more sales is is really the way to go. So getting users to log into the system and use it is not necessarily success measure that makes sense. So um, tell us a little bit more about what you would use to measure those, uh, develop those success metrics. Yeah, good example. A good example is uh, is what we call retention loans. So how many of your clients are coming back uh, and doing business with your organization again? Uh, and, and providing uh, clients, uh, executives with really detailed analysis of not only the the marketing uh, output, what's being sent, what's being opened, when it's being sent, who's opening it, what's successful, what's not, but then really looking at the data and saying how many of these clients are receiving marketing material. They're doing one loan, they're receiving marketing material over time, and then they're doing another loan. Or um, what is our pull-through rate before we started with our marketing automation, our CRM platform, and now what is our pull-through rate? Um, so really measuring uh, based on, on sales success is, is uh, what we've seen uh, valuable for our customers. You know, that that's always important, right, that you be able to measure uh, how you de- determine what's success. Um, so, Brent, what, what's, on the, what's in the future for uh, CRMs, and, and what are you most excited about? Uh, you know, I think that the number one thing I'm most excited about is, is integrations, and historically integrations have, have meant – uh, data integration, you know, passing uh, data from the LOS to the CRM, uh, you know, bi-directional or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and that's that's great. And, and kind of everybody is doing that these days to certain degrees. Uh, but, but I'm talking about deep integrations. I'm talking about integrations where uh, you have multi-system integrations uh, where you can take advantage of uh, one example is uh, last year, we were able to integrate the, uh, I think you guys know about Mortgage Coach, and we were able to integrate that solution right into our UI. Um, and I'll, I don't mean to plug what we're doing, but uh, the point is we didn't have to create a presentation layer. You know, we, we went to, to the best in breed for presentations and said, Mortgage Coach, would you guys be interested in, in integrating your product right into the Velma UI now? Loan officers don't have to have two different systems. It's one system to get uh, best of breed of, of multiple vendors. So that really deep, rich integration. I know a lot of uh, CRM vendors out there are doing some great things with that as well. So we're certainly not the only ones doing that. But that's that's probably the most exciting thing. And you know, you you look at uh, things like machine learning uh, and behavioral marketing. Um, those those are pretty exciting things as well. Machine learning. When you, I'm hearing more about this. I heard about this at the Alight conference. Would, for those that are not familiar with machine learning, what is that? As well as behavioral marketing. That's that's very fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So machine learning. Uh, a good example of that, Dave, is uh, what Netflix does. Real, real simple example. So when you go log into Netflix and uh, you've got these lines and it says because you watched. 
To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm going to date myself here. Um, you, should, <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, you, you should also also watch Cool Hand Luke, right? Uh, yeah. So, so they're giving you these recommendations, <laughs> and these recommendations are they're it's based on the the behavior of millions and millions of Netflix subscribers, right? So, um, right. the the, the behavior of, of of Netflix subscribers is if you watch this one movie, you're probably going to watch this other movie. So. Um, that's that's what machine learning is uh, fundamentally. Uh, so you know, in terms of something that a, a marketing platform could do, a, a marketing platform could mine through you know millions and millions of emails and the open rates and the the spams and the bounces and all the rest, uh, and identify email subject lines that would be really really ideal for uh, a particular marketing piece, and and then make recommendations because you're sending an FHA refinance email. Uh, we recommend that you use the one of the following three or four subject lines. It really it really allows uh, machines to help make determinations of um, you know best options. That's really interesting. I mean, so machines really can come in and start helping you. Talk a little bit more about behavioral. I, I'm working on it, but give me a give me more insights into the behavioral component of it. So behavioral marketing, you know the the. Um, the Shangri-La of marketing, Dave, as you know, Shangri-La. is <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is having that one-to-one communication. Right. So, you know, we've we've talked a lot about uh, customer or database segmentation. So, being able to, you know, at ten years ago, we started doing this, right? Everybody started doing this. You separate your clients from your filters and your your marketing material, your marketing messages are uh, are tailored right. to those specific groups. Uh, and then we started to get even better, you know, better and better and better every every year with our segmentation. And behavioral marketing is really designed to understand who that consumer of the marketing material is and tailor the marketing material based on the data very specifically to them. Um, and then based on their consumption of that marketing material, change your cadence, change the types of pieces you send. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do all of that with, uh, with automation. Fascinating. There's so much Listen information. To the customer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how about that? I mean, the novel concept there, Profit Doctor. Well, we're out of time here. It's been so good to help. Uh, so, how can people get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of you? Uh, well, me personally, Dave, just uh, just email me at Brent B R E N T at Velma V E L M A dot com. And if you'd like to check us out, just go to our website, Velma. That's V E L M A dot com. Not only that, when you get into the conversation with Brent, he will share with you lots of other information. So just get on the phone with him, talk to him. Tremendous resource to helping you in every aspect of your marketing operation. Brent, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Can't believe we're past the 1 o'clock hour here in Central Texas, which means we're past the or overtime, but it's worth it. Brent? Joe, Andy, Alice, all y'all, as they say here in Texas, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to having everyone back next week. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you next week. This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us again next week, and thank you for listening.